Hey, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer. I am Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of The Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley, who we had the pleasure of talking with for two segments. Uh, if you missed it, uh, you, can, you can hear it on the podcast uh, online. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Bruce provided some incredible analysis of Donald Trump, Donald Trump's position on abortion, uh, United Auto Workers strike. And the thing I love that Bruce is doing is he is uh, he's going to the crux of the issue, which is how we think and feel like that's a heart condition, right? That, that, that produces how we see things, how we act and delivers us to the position we are humbly standing right now. And, uh, you know, there's something hit my inbox today and I want to tell you about it as kind of a, you know, uh, dovetail into that conversation with Bruce at the end when he talked uh, very candidly about a discussion he had while in the hospital with a young nurse and uh, conveyed to her that abortion is an important issue to him. And she said, well, it is to me, too. I'm in the healthcare industry and I'm a woman. And, uh, you know, instead of using a sledgehammer to hit her over the head with, well, are you pro-life or are you pro-choice? Uh, having a good engaged dialogue about what does that mean to you? What do you see? What do you value? What do your dreams look like? And, you know, it's so discouraging to me as someone, and I am probably self-indicting here. Uh, If you follow me on social media, I have a lot of vinegar, man. I, I, I say what's on my mind in the moment all the time, usually without apology. And it probably comes off brash. So, uh, understand that I'm I'm probably preaching to myself here if I'm preaching at all. But we live in this world where we are so divided and so polarized that it really is hard to climb over the wall and join somebody who might be on the opposite side and say, hey, uh, what's going on over here? Let me tell you about what's going on over here on the other side of the wall. And is there is there anything that we can agree on? And um, I say all of that to say this. I, I don't know if you have ever heard of uh, Christopher Rufo, but he released a, uh, a short film last week on what he calls the Cluster B Society, uh, which reveals how there is this strange new pattern, and he, he calls it a psychopathology, that has deranged our institutions and plunged our public life into hysteria, narcissism, uh, moral th- theatrics, which some people might call virtue signaling, right? All in the name of, quote, care. And uh, Cluster B Society, it sparked a, a lot of interesting comments, uh, according to Rufo. And uh, one of them ca- came from someone named Graham Cunningham. Now, I want to read this to you, and uh, and I hope it resonates because it resonated with me. Graham said, I think perhaps the greatest degenerative element of our Western social psychology over the last 60 years has been the displacement of a mentality of we are all sinners by a narcissistic mentality of maximal self-esteem. And I kind of hinted at that with Bruce on the last segment. Once you are encouraged to view yourself as axiomatically personally blameless, right? And you do that, your your ego does that so that you can maximize your self-esteem. The next step is to look for someone or something else to blame for each and every one of your discontents. 
And so you recast your wonderful self as a quote victim. And then you ask, who's the villain? Who do I need to cancel? And when we think that way, we don't have an and paradigm, which says I am pro-life and you are pro-choice and we might have things in common. Instead, it creates this zero-sum game where you are either this or you're that. And that or mentality is the divide. It is the wall that becomes insurmountable to allow us to join our fellow humans who might be on the opposite side of an issue. And now with social media, everyone has a voice. And now with social media, people can live in echo chambers. And now with social media, when you live in an echo chamber and you espouse something that people in your echo chamber agree with, if somebody jumps over the wall and posts something, in response to your post, what happens? I see it happen all the time in my world, and you might see it happen in yours. Usually, if somebody supports what you're saying, it gets a lot of likes. If not, a mountain load of people, and I say this on both sides, are, are almost hardwired now to attack that opposing view. Vehemently attack, cast that person into a pigeonhole, and then assign all of these other labels to that person. And Chris Rufo would say that it's a, it's a cluster B society where this axionomic shift has happened from we are all sinners saved by grace to I need to maximize my self-esteem. Well, that's a postmodern world. I was on Twitter the other day and uh, throwing some vinegar on a statement <laughs> That caused total upheaval. And I I used the statement in my response to someone who was uh, basically criticizing parents who didn't want to honor a a child who was trying to identify as a gender opposite of, of the gender God gave that child at birth. I used the word truth. And, and you would have thought that um, I, I just shook the world. And what I got back was, well, you don't own the truth. There is no truth. You know, that's the world that we live in. We live in this postmodern world where because we fail to recognize and adopt the idea, which is true, that we all fall short and we all need a savior, we now stand in this ideological space where we go, hey, I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I'm perfect me. I'm me. By the way, that's what we're teaching our kids in school these days, right? You you have a right to your identity. You have a right to be yourself and to be fully happy with who you are, how you are, regardless of what culture says, regardless of what rules say, regardless of what society says. So no wonder that we're we're kind of in this production mode of producing kids who say, it's all about maximizing my self-esteem. Well, when it's about maximizing your self-esteem, it's no longer about the truth. And when it's not about the truth, it's about aligning yourself with everything and everyone that helps stroke or stoke your ego, that helps you feel better about yourself. And if you don't feel good about yourself, you are offended. And when you are offended, now with social media and now with the mob mentality, not only are you the victim, 
the villain needs to be canceled. And uh, Bob France was on earlier. Unfortunately, we didn't have a chance to talk about this. This just played out in northern Ohio. There's a football coach there who for 20 years has used an audible at the line of scrimmage. Now, for those of you who are historians, you know that the, what the blitzkrieg was, right? Um, well, in football, when defenders blitz, it's, it's, that's short for blitzkrieg. When somebody tries to rush your quarterback or overload a, a portion of the line and, and come across your line to, to tackle you, um, that's called a blitz. And so this coach has used the term Nazi as an audible at the line to say, hey, if, if you're seeing somebody attempting to blitz, you call it out, you go, Nazi, Nazi. And that would alert somebody on the offensive side of the ball to maybe fill in that gap or, you know, eyes up, make sure that you block this guy that's trying to come across the line aggressively. Well, guess what? That coach, his team played a team that has a very high Jewish population in the Cleveland community. And when one of his players or multiple players audibled, they stopped the game. And since that time, he has received death threats, uh, was threatened to be suspended, and the mob now wants to cancel him, all of his assistant coaches, and all of the players that participated in that audible. That, my friends, is a result of postmodernism. Welcome back to the final segment today, Wednesday, September 27th of The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley. And we are so grateful that he was, was uh, able to join us today for two segments. And uh, I know that you enjoyed that as well. Uh, thank you to Bob France of Always Right Radio for uh, joining us, as well as State Senator Andrew Brenner who talked with us about congressional maps. And I will be here with you tomorrow and Friday. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to Bruce's speedy recovery. And I know that he desires and will be back in this chair soon. And uh, we love him. We're praying for you, brother. And we look forward to seeing in real time uh, your complete healing and restoration to health. Hey, on Friday, I will be joined by Bob Paduchek. Bob Paduchek is the former chairman of the Ohio Republican Party. He will join me at the top of the second hour on Friday. Now, some of you are going to be surprised by that. Uh, Bob Paduchek and I had uh, had our go around a couple of years ago. And uh, as he was doing his job as chairman of the Ohio Republican Party and I was doing mine as uh, managing editor and editor in chief of the Ohio Press Network, um, and so I will be excited to have him on air. We're going to talk about his work with uh, the Trump campaign, as well as strategically what's going on in the country in 2023, heading into 2024. Ohio has uh, a huge race in 2024 for the U.S. Senate. Career politician Sherrod Brown is uh, vying for his seat again, and he has three Republicans uh, in the GOP primary that are noteworthy. Um, we have Matt Dolan, who is a state senator. We have uh, Bernie Marino, who is a, an outsider, a businessman, who is well-connected to Donald Trump from 
uh, the Cleveland area, who lives in Columbus now. And we have Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Uh, Marino and LaRose have been on the, the show. Uh, open invitation, Matt Dolan, uh, to join me here uh, anytime that I'm on air and to discuss your race for the U.S. Senate in 2024. So Bob and I will discuss uh, some of those key races and how the landscape may shift. Now, listening to the conversation with Bruce earlier, we know that uh, it seems like there is some sort of snap back to reality, if you will, to borrow the words of Eminem. Uh, yep, Eminem. I just used Eminem on the answer. How's that? Man, that's <laughs> uh, snap back to reality. Voters are, are starting to revolt against progressive activism at all levels. And I think it has a lot to do with the state of our economy and uh, the state of our children, uh, which I want to turn to next. I don't know. If you saw this story in the New York Post yesterday, Um, but we're going to end on this today and use it as some fodder to think about overnight. And we'll return to the discussion tomorrow because I think it ties into Ohio State issue one, which is on the ballot in November. And you're going to scratch your head when I read this and go, how in the world does that relate? Well, we're going to take two days to bring it around the barn, but we're going to get there. Uh, The New York Post published a story. More than 1,000 kids reported missing in Ohio this year in extraordinary surge. Children are disappearing from northern Ohio in record numbers, the report states, with more than 1,000 minors reported missing in 2023. 45 have gone missing in the Cleveland-Akron area in September alone. In August, there were more than 35 missing minors, according to Ohio Attorney General uh, Dave Yost's office. Now, the disappearances obviously are alarming, uh, creating a disturbing trend in northern Ohio, which began in May when nearly 30 children went missing in two weeks. Officials at the time called it an extraordinary surge in disappearances. And Dave Yost repeated on Monday that the number of missing children is indeed alarming, though He said that the figure may be inflated a bit due to inconsistencies in updating reports, which the Cleveland police have admitted to in the past. Nonetheless, a thousand minors, folks, that's a lot of kids. I mean, one kid is a lot of kids (laughs) when it's your kid. Uh, Yes, of course, we are worried about that, Yost told News Channel 5 in Cleveland. Now, what we know is when we look behind the numbers, some of those represent repeated runaways, and local police have talked about that. Okay, so repeated runaways. Keep that in your mind. Yost added that the data for runaway cases, abductions, or sex trafficking is not always entered correctly as the state deals with a police staffing shortage. I wonder why, Jeff, we have a police staffing shortage. I mean, you know, burn, loot, murder, 2020, uh, Citizen-led policing boards, the push to remove qualified immunity, which protects, by the way, police officers in the line of duty. I wonder why we have a shortage. All of these things have localized reporting problems that, again, are a function of local controls, Yost claims. But John Majoy, he's president of Cleveland Missing, and the police chief for Newburgh Heights previously sounded the alarm on the surge in missing children. For some reason, in 2023, we've seen a lot more than we normally see, which is troubling in part because we don't know what's going on with some of these kids. 
whether they're being trafficked or whether they're involved in gang activity or drugs. So two other points, trafficking, drug activity in gangs, and runaways. We're going to address those uh, a little bit now, but more tomorrow. I've said for a long time that how we think, how we feel, that impacts how we act, and it gives us the result that we have. So, it, look, we don't have to squabble over the numbers, whether it's 1,000 or 900, it's too many. What is driving runaways, gang, gang membership rather, sex trafficking? What have we done in this country that has promoted all of those things? I'll tell you what I think. What I think is we have a very well-funded group of progressives who absolutely want to dupe you into believing that under the guise of reproductive health, that minor children have a right to abort children, abort babies, gender transition without your involvement. Now, this might be a popular opinion on this station, but it's probably not with some people. If you want strong children, you need to be strong parents. Children who are already going to struggle in adolescence with hormones, peer pressure, societal pressure, are going to struggle even more when you remove truths such as you are a boy or you are a girl. When you remove truths that you should honor and obey your parents, not the activist counselor who says, I'm a safe space. You can talk to me about your gender. And there's something really troubling in this proposed constitutional amendment as it relates to trafficking that we'll discuss tomorrow but you need to protect your children and the way that you can do that today is to register to vote make sure that you vote in november against ohio issue one we'll talk more about it tomorrow on the bruce hooley show thanks for listening today it's an honor to be here with you on 98.9 fm the answer and i will see you tomorrow